Welcome back to TLR, the Ludicrous Report, episode 50. We did it. We're at 50. It's a huge, uh, huge celebration. 50 episodes of Isa and I. Always my favorite hour of the week. There is a lot of hours in the week, and this is yeah. my favorite. Okay. Same. <laughs> but I'm glad to be back. TLR with my favorite co-host of all time, Isa. What's going on, Isa? How are you? Not much. I'm still a little exhausted from the vacation. You know, when you take family vacations, they end up being yeah. more exhausting. So I don't know. I need to go on a real vacation, Joey. Like I take trips for wrestling trips, yeah. which are work. Then I go see family, which are just all over the place. I need a trip where I just lay somewhere for like two days. I like to spoil myself. So I, I try to travel as much. Whenever I have a little opening, I'm like, I'm taking it. And I always realize if family or not, you need a vacation from the vacation right it's always right. it's always the the end result yeah um, but it was, it was a fun trip i got to see i hadn't seen my nephew one of my nephews in over two years i hadn't seen my sister in a year so it was it was cool to catch up but because it had been that long we wanted to spend as much time as possible mm-hmm. together so there was very little sleep had of course but you got to spend family time and you were in florida so it's a double whammy i'm happy for you sorry that doesn't impress me that much i live in puerto rico i know you know what Coming from, the, <laughs> coming from New Jersey, when I lived in Florida, I was like, I love this place. You know, you have yeah. the Keys, you have Orlando, you have Captiva. There's so many places in Florida that are beautiful. And then you go to Puerto Rico. Yeah. I will tell you one thing, though. Coast. I don't know if you saw it in my story, but I did go to like a little kiss. It was like the Peppa Pig amusement park for yeah. Amari's birthday. My my time limit for people with kids ran out real quick. I was like, look, I lasted two hours, you guys. I'm just going to go sit in a chain. Let me know when everybody's done and I'll be ready to go. <laughs> well, I absolutely love your TikTok. I don't know if you posted anywhere else, but I saw it on TikTok. <laughs> you went around your family acknowledging Roman Reigns and then your yeah. one cousin. I know, I know who That's he my is. nephew. That's my nephew. Yeah. Oh, yeah, your nephew. Uh, talking about John Cena and it was, it was just. That was great. My favorite was the baby. She learned how to acknowledge. I'm such a good influence. (laughs) You are. You're you're, you're showing your family greatness. I got got to stay uh, babysitting her for like a whole morning while they went and bottled the things for the party and all that. And I uh, play wrestle with her dolls, me and her. And I told her how to pin and one, two, three and all that. So we're getting her ready. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. But uh, today we have some interesting topics. A lot of different topics around Hollywood, but... Kind of similar topics to what we've been talking about the last forever. I mean, these people that we are constantly talking about are somehow always, I don't know if they're getting themselves into drama or what, but they're always in our headlines. I, I don't understand. They just like being featured on TLR. That's what I've come to the conclusion of. Agreed. Yeah. Well, let's start talking about uh, Bad Bunny because Bad Bunny uh, not only is there a new album out, not only is he making headlines for his hairstyles or whatnot, <laughs> breaking records with that new album, by the way. Of course uh, he is. Are congrats, you surprised? Congrats to Bad Bunny. Congrats to you for. Thank you. Thank you. You know, you you have great tastes in everything. You have great taste in fashion, music, wrestling. I mean, Issa, she's the one. Joey, I love you. <laughs> You're the best wing hype man, bestie I could ever ask for. But if you think about it, like your favorite wrestler, Roman Reigns, the greatest of all time, right? Yeah. Your favorite artist. Bad Bunny, the greatest the, of all time. Of the world right now. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about what he's doing. 
Ugh. You know, there's you. You tell me what's going on, and we can kind of talk about what's going so on. So obviously, the album, show. the album released Friday the thirteenth, as as we discussed last week with the head shave uh, headline. This time, he's making two headlines. The first headline is about the music video for his first song. It's called Monaco, and he's just casually having dinner with Al Pacino. I'm like, how gangster is that? Which is funny because yeah. we were uh, we're picking my sister up. By the way, I gotta say, I did have the best listening experience because I was with my Puerto Rican family, so we're all listening <laughs> right at midnight, like freaking dissecting every song. But I remember listening to that song and thinking, oh my god, this 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 beat is so mafia, final boss, gangster kind of beat yep. to this song. And then when we finally got back, because we picking up my sister at the airport at midnight so we're listening to it on the way back and then we sit down and like actually you know we're able to kind of see everything he always releases a music video with the with the album at midnight so he releases the video and there he is with al freaking pacino i'm sorry i don't care how old al pacino are that's a flex like al pacino is one of the coolest humans alive and anybody that gets to sit at a table and have pasta with him you yeah. just enter a whole new level of, of greatness yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Samantha added that he's hosting and performing Saturday Night Live this weekend. Oh, it's it's just... They're actually going to hear Telemundo. They never show it, but they're actually going to be airing SNL. This is a big deal. Now, Bad Bunny has had SNL. He performed in SNL. Remember, he was a 24-7 yeah. champion. He took the belt with him while he yep. performed, which was cool. He's such a nerd. Um, But um, he does have... He did a couple of skits to like he participated as an extra in a couple of skits in in that snl but for him to be hosting and performing it is yeah. it just feels like such a humongous deal um another thing that's making headlines is one of his songs which happens to be probably it might be my favorite song in the album but he makes a line that if you translate it he said everybody wonders you know how we communicate but we're better off not telling them and i think he was just taking a jab at everybody saying how does he talk to her which i never really understood that because it's always been very clear that babony speaks english <laughs> like we yeah. all know it he might he might be broken he might have an accent <laughs> but i never not say oh babony speaks no english so yeah. i never understood the whole how they communicate with each other because uh, yeah, he prefers Spanish. Let's like, you know, let's 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 be real. But I, uh, he he speaks English, perfect yeah. English. So I'm like, why are people like thinking that they don't communicate? And you know, in this song, he alludes that their communication is very physical. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, that's a way to communicate. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I love the uh, the album cover. That is a that is like it's like an art piece. It is. Uh, and then the, uh, the one thing that I really appreciate about Bad Bunny is every album feels different. None yeah. of these albums sound the same. And it you can almost like grow. Right. And you can yeah. almost grow with him as an artist and you can tell which stage of his career was. Which, and I was telling that to my live stream last night where it was like the last album, which he broke records with, Un Verano Sin Ti. That was a very lovey album. It was a summer in Puerto Rico album. You listen to that album and it's like sitting in a beach in Puerto Rico. That's the vibe. Very Caribbean yeah. vibe. We're here. Um, so I fell in love with that one first listen, right? Yeah. This one, that wasn't the case. The more I listen to it, the more it keeps growing on me because this is a let me sit down and dissect the lyrics kind yeah, of album. Know. You see, and there's a different, the beats are. are, you went are deeper with this album. Right. So we're, we're, 
Well, un verano sin ti has that summer vibe, like let's dance and get up. So even if you're not listening to what he's saying, you want to dance and all that. This yeah. one, like I really started appreciating this one when I was able to sit down and read the lyrics and go like, oh, holy crap. Like Bad Bunny does a lot of flexing in this album, which I appreciate because he's always stay home. He's home but at, some, at some point you got to say like, leave me alone. Like I'm the yeah. best to ever do this. Um, But he has a lot of features, young artists that, Some of us, like, we, we might have heard. There's one that I heard of, but I wasn't really getting behind, and I actually ended up liking this song. But overall, this album is another masterpiece for Bad Bunny, completely different than the last one. I do feel like he blew up a lot last year with that album, so I do feel like if people found him through that, yeah. they're gonna, they might have a little bit of a harder time with this one. But if you're an OG like me, where I found him in 2017 with the, sh with the shave head and this kind of music, you're going to love this album. And he says it very clearly. He said, this album is not to make people happy. This is for my OG fans. So yeah. I appreciated it. Also, the billboards in Puerto Rico everywhere have Bad Bunny. So I love driving yeah. around right now. <laughs> you know what I appreciate about Bad Bunny? He is such a strategic artist mm -hmm. where... If you look at the album cover, if you look at his fashion over the last few months, if you look at the music videos, he's with Kendall Jenner, who has a similar vibe and aesthetic to what he's presenting this, this yeah. current era. If you go back to when he actually went into WWE to start stuff with Damian Priest earlier this year, mm -hmm. he came in, you know, with the jeans, the the cowboy hat, and people were like, "What the hell is he wearing?" He's always he uh, stage for this album. He's always thought ahead of time, and I think I shared that here last week, where I said when he showed up at the Royal Rumble with the dolphins on his shirt, yeah. those dolphins ended up being in the art of the album that followed up like a year later. And a backlash, he had the 13 in his shirt, yeah. which I tweeted immediately. I'm like, it means something. Everything that he does is predetermined. And yeah. he even tweeted the other day, like joking about, because he tweeted in the beginning of the year, I'm only going to tweet out 10 tweets this year. We yeah. were all like, oh my God, he only has one left. And then he tweeted and said, you guys really believe me about that? The 10 was a hint of yeah. when the album was coming. And every time you would ask him about, hey, when is the new album? He said, Nadia Sabe, which means nobody knows, yeah. which ended up being the name of the album like yeah. he thinks everything so thoroughly he he announces things differently like i really really appreciate how he's always thinking ahead of time and we're sitting here thinking oh he doesn't know what he's doing he knows exactly yes. what he's doing he's like, he, yeah he's so he's very very good um the spotify video i told you he like eats a cake that has the 13 on it like yeah. he's been he's been thinking about this for a while and some of the things that he mentions in some of the songs you can tell that he's been you know, that, that this has been in the works for, for a little bit now. Yeah. And when I said before, like, he's a strategic artist, it's, it's not only the fashion, it's like you said, the Easter eggs. And there's other artists who are at, like, that's how you can tell the level he's at. Like, if not to compare, but if you see what Taylor Swift does, right, she's very good at those Easter eggs. She plants things and albums yeah, the, the last and time, and the last album, the way that he released it, was like that he announced it was he yeah. put an ad here on classificados which is like the craigslist of puerto rico selling his car like his bugatti and you see this yeah. album like 3.5 million or better offer yeah. you know whose car that is it's the only one who has that car here <laughs> and when you would call the number it will text you and then the number will have a preview of one of the songs oh, like, it's genius you know everything it. that More he does is so freaking <laughs> genius because everybody it just took one person seeing the ad and going even if you don't call the number you're going why is bad bunny's freaking bugatti in classificados like what is going on everything that he does is very um very thought 
thoroughly, but it, you can tell that they're his ideas and they come from him. He had a huge listening party. I wasn't able to attend because of the trip, but he had a huge yeah. listening party in the same place where Backlash was. He filled it and he went, he went out there with the fans and they kind of, it wasn't a concert. They just played the album. He was on stage. They all just listened yeah. to it, partied and laughed. Um, he addresses the moving out of Puerto Rico, but you can't take Puerto Rico out of him. Like he talks yeah. about a lot of things that he's been criticized about in this album. Um, but it really, it really is a great album. Um, I do suggest like listening. This one you mm -hmm. really have to sit down and listen to it. And the visualizer is also great. Um, it's him like it's him riding a horse. But if you yeah. pay attention to the background, there's different backgrounds. He's in Puerto Rico. They're here. Like, it's it's really cool. It's really cool. I give him props. I know we talk about, like, Logan Paul, for example. We're yeah. very good at marketing. I think the music industry right now, Bad Bunny and Taylor Swift probably are killing it with their marketing strategies. The Easter eggs make it, like, fun. You know, like, you enjoy it. There's It's entertainment. But you feel like you're a part of something. You're involved in it when you're, like, for wrestling fans, like, we got that with the late, great Bray Wyatt. Like, that's something that he used to do. That really nobody else does in wrestling, yeah. you know? So to have that in different industries, you're seeing it with Bad Bunny and Taylor Swift, like it's it's engaging. And that's what you want. You want your audience engaged. And Bad Bunny, I mean, he's at the top of that list. He is. And, and there's just like, there's a reason why, you know, I know that I we always joke about how to listen to Taylor Swift, but I understand that fan base. And he's, exactly. and I feel the same way on the Swifty version of a Swifty and Bad Bunny version. And the yeah. reason why is because he always, they always make us feel involved in whatever they're doing. You know, they're doing it for the fans. Like there's a way to like, I mean, we talk about how Doja Cat just crapped all over her fans. You don't do that. Your album's still going to get plays and numbers. But when you make the fans feel involved and you create that huge audience and community feel like yeah. it is, it, you're, you're entering a whole different ballgame because you're creating, I don't mean to sound crazy, but you're creating this army of people that are going to follow exactly. you anywhere and defend you. It's really cool to see. Yeah. And being wrestling fans, we've definitely seen uh, people go after their fans. So. God. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Staying on the on the topic of Taylor Swift, let's talk about this very slight, very small, in sync Taylor Swift collab that we saw. Oh my god, this made me laugh so hard. <laughs> it's not really a collab, guys, but uh, Lance Bass was at a football game, SoFi Stadium. They had him on the jumbotron, <laughs> and what do you have like a like a, a sign that says that he's not Taylor? Not Swift? Taylor Swift. Like, don't be disappointed. Yeah, I am not. Taylor Swift. I pop for that. Honestly, Trust that is him. great. That, yeah. Because that's like a great way to like ride the wave of what's happening, but also like. Know your role. Like, hey, I'm not as popular as this girl is right now. Exactly. Like, don't, don't get too excited. Um, but I, I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. The crowd kind of popped for it too. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Swift, though, for uh, for your conspiracy, I mean, they were finally seen together. He stayed with her in NYC. They went out on a date in NYC. So if it's a marketing stunt, at least they're starting to put in the work. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, can this guy like do this dating thing off season? Like, aren't football players <laughs> off for like seven months? Like, what are you doing right now? You yeah. need to be focusing on football, bro. <laughs> so this past week of Saturday Night Live was hosted yeah. by Pete Davidson, and the musical guest was Ice Spice. And typically, uh, the the uh, the the host introduces the musical guests. There's two performances. Mm -hmm. This week, the first one, uh, Travis Kelsey introduced Ice Spice. 
And then the second performance, Taylor Swift introduced Ice Spice. So they were both at SNL together. Well, they said the only way I read the report because I was trying to find the Taylor Swift headline for the week, but I like yeah. the Lance Bass one for the week. They said that the way they were able to get away with that was pretty much not telling anybody until they were on their way. Yeah, crazy. Imagine having that much power. You could just, we're on the way. You know, by the way, we're almost there. Like, oh, sure. Oh, but there was a a couple of weeks, not a couple of weeks ago. I'm still really mad that I missed this tour because I wanted to go, but Fifty Cent just had a tour. Yeah. And Bob Bunny and Kendall Jenner posted that they were at the concert and, and 50 went off about how nobody in his PR team let him know that they were there. So, yeah. um, you know, to kind of give it, I guess, a backstage three, or to meet them. I don't know. But the whole point is that I like 50 Cent was going off about how do I have such huge names on my concert and nobody manages to tell me that they're here. Yeah, that that's a that's a that's a heavy miss. That is heavy. Somebody got fired. Yeah. <laughs> I think multiple people got fired. Because, like, even if you think about it, it's not even about the VIP experience. Get the picture, post it, get the freaking likes and views. Like, a picture of of him and Bad Bunny will be great, will go crazy. Yeah. And I see Samantha and Ricky, they're both talking about the Taylor Swift movie in the chat. 93 million opening weekend. It's the number one movie right now. Crazy. Like, she's already done documentaries on Netflix and Amazon. Now she's got a movie. Like, I'll tell you one thing. I have been living. By the TikToks and the videos of her fans. Again, not a fan, but them exactly. going to the movie theater and making this a concert experience. A lot right. of people didn't get to go. Prices were high. Tickets were impossible to get. So for you to say, hey, let's get together and go to this movie and act like we're going to wear this concert. And you see these people dancing, getting up. Like, there's people that are not sitting down throughout. Like, they're not watching it like a movie experience. Yeah, they're celebrating. Which makes you wonder, is she changing the game? Are we going to start seeing more of this? Because I was upset because as far as I knew, Bob Bunny recorded the concert that he did here in Puerto Rico. He recorded a lot of those concerts that he did. I thought that's where he was going to go with it. Like, to create a movie because I would attend it over and over again. But um, but it makes you wonder if people are seeing these numbers and going, let's record my next uh, my next tour and put it out yeah. in a movie because no wonder uh, thousands of people attend, but also thousands of people get left out. And I don't care if you love an artist, even if watching it in the big screen with that sound system at the movie theater it has to be a fun experience. I think it's awesome that the fans are just like really making it a Taylor Swift experience at the movie theater. Like I, I yeah. just been living for the videos. I'm glad they're all having fun with it. And I know, kind of to turn it back into wrestling, that's usually what we do. Um, I know AEW does things like that, but I would love for WWE to, like, imagine, for example, like, we're in the same area where we can't go, whatever, but we want to see WrestleMania. We can't be there for whatever reason. You get a group of your friends who are wrestling fans. You go to the theater, and you watch WrestleMania on the screen, and you, like, you celebrate, and you're in it as if you were there. Correct. That, to me, would be... That, that and not amazing. even that, the way that I see it is a lot of times, if you ever notice the wrestling community is like an online theme because we, yeah. there's a lot of people that watch wrestling, but for some reason, all of us are in different areas. We don't have friends within that watch wrestling. And the way that I see it is I have a friend that goes to the AW shows here in the theater in Puerto Rico. Yeah. And it's like you, even if you're alone, you're there with other fans exactly. and you get that experience. It's not the same sitting in your couch watching it either alone or with people that are not into it as going to yeah. a theater full of other people that you know love it. It and theater snacks for wrestling, you know that hits. Yeah, especially yeah. for like an AW show that's like 15 hours long. You can try yeah. the nachos, the popcorn. <laughs> like there's so many food breaks you yeah. can take. I just, I would just be confused as to like, you don't, you don't know the, like the vibe. It's like going to an Adele concert. You don't know if you're going to, people are going to be standing or if you're going to be sitting 
as it's like the opera. Like you don't know what to expect. I would assume that people are standing and cheering and booing or whatever they would do it like at a typical show or concert, but you don't know. There might be some people who are there just there to like treat it as if they were in a regular movie. So you, you don't really know what to expect. I wouldn't care if it's about bunny, if it's about bunny concert movie, I feel bad for the people that are in the same showing as me because I'm going to get off. I'm going to sing. I'm going to go crazy. I'm telling you right now. I hope he does it. Especially that. But the problem is that that PR concert that he did at the stadium was like two albums ago. But yeah. if he releases that right now, I will go see it because that felt so special. It was his first big concert after the pandemic. He did it here. 55,000 people. Like it was, it was really cool for him to just do that. Um, I would love to see it and, and I will make it as if I was there. Well, speaking of movies, let me ask you if you would, if you would go back to the movie theater to see a new Winnie the Pooh movie. Would you? Uh, didn't you send me a picture that you were about to watch it and then you changed your mind? Yeah. Before um, I do, yeah, yeah. The, what the Winnie the Pooh copyright, like the name got released. So now anybody can make a Winnie the Pooh thing. Yeah. And somebody apparently did. Yeah. Before we jump into that, though, uh, if you haven't already, uh, guys and gals in the chat, or if you're just watching, uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe down below. You can stay up to date with all things from the Know Your News Network. Uh, if this is your favorite show on the network, you can throw a thumbs up and like this video or just comment your favorite part or something you love about Issa because obviously she's the most lovable person on the entire network. Um, <laughs> but yes, please, please subscribe down below. And also you can see our, both of our social media handles there uh, under our, under Issa's beautiful face, but under my, you know, whatever. But you have our social media handles there. You can follow us and, and join whatever we like to talk about in the wrestling world. But uh, yeah, that's my little cheap, my little cheap plug. Cheap for the plug, day. cheap plug. Thank you for the support, guys. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. And if you haven't yet, uh, get those super chats in because we got one last week. Pretty cool moment. Uh, Ricky was awesome for, for doing that. And uh, get yeah, get those super chats in. We'd love to read your comments and your questions and your concerns and all of those things uh, on the air. And if yeah. we have any questions to ask, you can get those comments in with some answers. Let's go. Let's do it. But the uh, the next topic I want to talk about, um, we kind of alluded to it, but Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> there is a murdering, a, a killer Winnie the Pooh movie. If you haven't seen it, it's on Peacock. And uh, it's I, I sent it. To, did you watch it at all? No, but I saw a couple of reviews. I, I watched the trailer. Get if when you get a chance, watch the trailer if you haven't yet. I see the trailer. Honestly, I might watch it <laughs> just 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 for the hell of it because it looks like I might actually laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Winnie the Pooh, what is it called? The the Hundred Acre something something like that. I don't know. It's some crazy. It's called like Blood and Honey. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Blood and Honey. Yes. So the headline here is that a Miami school teacher showed the her fourth their fourth grade class this film. Yeah. And now a mental health counselor is involved and has met with students who have expressed concern after watching this movie. Now, yeah. Issa, if you were a parent. And your child came home and said they watched this movie in school. How would you react at fourth, in fourth grade? You see, 
the problem is that I was just watching Slot a Slaughterhouse, which is a terrible horror movie of a killer slot. Yeah. And the baby was in the living room, but I do think she was too young to understand. But at one point, everybody in the screen was screaming. She was playing with her toys, right? So she's like yeah. not watching. But at one point, everybody in the screen starts screaming and she turns around and goes, ah! <laughs> like, like mimicking what they were doing. We all just yeah. die laughing. But um, I don't know how I will feel. I probably wouldn't like it, but I, I, I need I have questions because it was a Halloween movie. Like they, they were going to play a Halloween movie. It's like, what else, it doesn't matter what they would have played. Who thought that playing a Halloween movie for four graders is a good idea to begin with? These are all slashers, like horror. Like there's, there's a no, okay, but this movie is rated R. I guess you could have gone into a Halloween movie that's PG, which I don't Halloween think even exists. But yeah, I mean, I don't know that I would like it, but I also am. Um, not very like oh my god don't watch this because i feel like kids nowadays get to whatever they want to watch no matter what yeah in oh, fourth- haunted mansion by disney that's a good one samantha see in fourth grade i would assume that they're still how old are you in fourth grade like, i don't know you're young you're, you're young you're like nine seven eight i don't know yeah i mean granted fourth graders and eight-year-olds are a little different than when we grew up today obviously but I would still assume that this is a movie that they shouldn't be watching or at least in school watching. If they're going to watch it at home because their parents are going to allow them, whatever, that's one thing. The kids picked it. <laughs> I don't know. if, if I, I, I would probably – it is a gory film. I can tell you that from watching the trailer. Mm-hmm. It, is it is gory. And – the the language or whatnot it's rated r we can we know what to expect rated r it says the film played for 20 to 30 minutes before the teacher shot it off so they they watched the first like half hour and then the teacher ended up shutting it off oh so they kind of they kind of tricked the teacher and were like oh we want to watch this winnie the pooh movie and she said didn't know any better students were allowed to pick a movie to watch and they selected blood and honey but it's not for them to decide what they want says one of the parents obviously it's for the professor to look at the content um And then I guess that the kids started saying, hey, stop the movie. We don't want to watch it. And that's when the movie was actually stopped. Um, but now they're going to bring a, a health counselor, a mental health counselor for the kids. Yeah. Um, it was in Miami when this happens. I do think the parents are just going to not let this one go. Oh, no. And if they turn it into a bigger deal than what everywhere. it is. Because I, I, I'm not a parent, but I'm the, when, I'm the, if I was a parent, I'd be the kind of parent that would be like, okay, we'll talk about it once and then we let it go. And then they forget yeah. because kids forget. They're that young. But the fact that they keep like going on and on and yeah. on about it, we all know horror movies. Like I guess I have to watch it. I don't know how much action this movie has in the first half hour, but you're yeah. setting up the the plots. Like at least a saw movie that always, or screen, screen movies always start with a kill. You know what I mean? Yeah. Most horror movies, the first 20, 30 minutes are not really all that like gory yeah i'm i'm assuming here that the teacher just it was one of those like oh pick what you want to watch and we'll turn it on and they pick something and they're like oh, oh we're gonna get one over the teacher you know we're gonna watch this movie i don't think so i think because they're kids they, they just... pick this because they saw winnie the pooh exactly and the teacher didn't think that it was anything you know like it was yeah and then realized it after the fact but I don't. It does. It seems just like a like like an oops. It's not. It's a. It wasn't like. 
I'm gonna show uh, horror movies. Maybe this teacher is just teaching the wrong group, the wrong age group of kids. Yeah. But I'm gonna show horror movies to the kids, and it just feels like there was a lack of judgment. Nothing that exactly. I would be like making that big of a deal about as a parent. Would I be upset? Yes, but the whole movie didn't play. Like there's other things in factor here yeah. that I would think like. Let's not do that again. But also, somebody needs to have a conversation with this teacher. It's not something that I don't think you will get the you will let the teacher get away with it. But at the same time, they'll keep harping it on the kids, where they will exactly. probably forget about it after a day or two. But I do think the teacher needs to be talked to. And you also think too, like these kids are so young that if the parent keeps going on and on and on about it, these kids are gonna it's gonna amp these kids up to rebel and kind of go watch it on their own or whatever. Like you know. Someone talk to the teacher, explain to the kids why it was wrong to put that on and move on. There's not much more to talk about because if you keep, if you keep pushing it, the kids are going to rebel. They're going to watch it regardless. Half of them probably went home and watched it. One of my favorite movies of all time is, it might be my favorite movie of all time. It's The Exorcist. And the reason why I'm so obsessed with that movie is because my mom would not let me watch it. And I became like, what is so bad about this movie that I will have to sneak around her and try to figure out exactly. a way to watch it? And I'm, I'm obsessed with the movie. But I honestly think that if my mom would have not made the whole, you're not watching that movie when I first exactly. inquired about it, I might have never even cared. Maybe I would not even like horror films. I don't know. But that's how it was set up for me. Yeah. That's why I'm saying don't make a big deal about it. Because the more that I would bring it up to my mom and the more upset that she would get, the more that I was like, oh, my God, I need to get my hands into this movie. Yeah. And this was back in the day. Okay, I'm old. So that's what I mean. It's like when a kid wants to watch something, they're going to watch it around their parents' back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because if I was able to get away with it, trust me, kids today with their phones when their parents are not looking at probably, you know. <laughs> it's crazy because, like, it, it's on, like, the streaming network. So, like, when we were kids, like, they would take the DVD or the VHS. Oh, you had to go to like, Blockbuster with your parents. That was a whole yeah. story. Blockbuster was an experience. And I, I hate that to this generation. Don't get that. My favorite thing about going to Blockbuster was when they didn't have the movie you were looking for. So you just roam around the store waiting to see somebody will return it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Every time somebody would box. drop a movie in the Dropbox, yeah. you would look at the employee like, is that it? Not even Blockbuster, like just renting movies in general. Because yeah. there was other brands like Family Video. There was a couple of other like video stores. Just yeah. the experience of renting a movie. It's like that. Like, I love today's technology, but I also think that it really shields people from having a lot of the experiences that we yeah. did have. Like, I was just talking about that the other day. Like, it's crazy. I can't remember the last time I bought a DVD or a CD. Yeah. I don't even have anything that plays a CD. Yeah, I want to get a... Oh, my God. It just Your thunder just started over here. Um, <laughs> I want to get a vinyl, like, for my new apartment. Like, that's yeah. one of the pieces that I want to get for my living room. So, I'll probably will buy a couple of vinyl records. But it, yeah. it's more of a decoration thing. I want to get yeah. it for not because I need it. But it was just funny because I was going to buy the Bad Bunny CD one time because I saw it. And I was like, holy crap. But I'm like, I don't have anything that plays cds right now <laughs> i would just have it just to have it you know but yeah. whatever <laughs> no it's a, it's a different time obviously like we're all old timers now like but I still know. i mean the gist of the story of the headline is that bad call by the teacher kids are going to do what they want regardless and overreact by the parents and all the karens need to chill out and just he went there it's spooky season it is spooky season and the funny thing is that if you scroll through tv right now it's all horror movies edited yeah. granted but every network amc all they play yeah. this one is horror movie. i love tv on this peacock. Time of year. the yeah. fun thing on peacock is like 
the horror collection. But like, even if you keep movies. up from streaming services and they're just turning regular good old cable on, every channel is showing scary movies right now. Yeah. By the way, speaking of spooky season, not to go off topic here, uh, this la- this this weekend I went to Sleepy Hollow. I saw I saw your story that you posted. How was it? It was fantastic. Oh I my can't god! Stand you. Why are you so, keep doing these things without me, Join? I'm sorry. I was preparing myself for when I come to Puerto Rico, we can go ghost hunting. Oh, I know places. <laughs> I know that's your thing. But uh, no, I went to a haunted cemetery. So I have a video. I'll send it to you. I went to a haunted cemetery where the uh, the the writer that the person who wrote Sleepy Hollow, Washington Irving, he's buried there. That's it's like a haunted uh, haunted cemetery. The headless horseman roams yeah. there at night. Whatever. There was a a a family there walking through like because it's a, it's like a it's a scenic right. cemetery. It's weird, but it's a scenic cemetery. And there was this family there, and a little there were like three kids with them, little kids, like eight fourth graders. This little girl was holding a Chucky doll. I love that. And she was holding it, and it was like looking like she was holding it, walking this way, and the doll was looking back. And I'm walking forward, and this doll's looking at me dead in the eyes. I'm like. Damn what thing. am I doing with my life right now? I'm at a haunted cemetery in Sleepy Hollow, and there's a Chucky doll eyeing me down. <laughs> this is the essential Halloween experience. Yeah, I, I love that. Home that night and watch Chucky, especially with a kid holding it too. Yeah, it was, it was, it was something. But back to your featured, uh, your scheduled programming. <laughs> uh, our last topic for today. Um, it's not really a specific topic, but it's a load of topics, I guess we can say. Britney Spears, back in the headline. Her new book is coming out next week, October 24th. And all these headlines are coming out. The one that we had scheduled for today's show is uh, her explaining why she shaved her head. It was before the conservatorship back in, what, 2008 or so? That yeah. was. She shaved her head uh, to kind of rebel um, is what she's saying. We kind of... We kind of knew, essentially, that's what it was. Yeah, um, so she said in her own words, here's what she says. I've been eyeballed so much growing up. I've been looked up and down, have people telling me what they thought of my body since I was a teenager. Uh, yeah. Shaving my head and acting out were my ways of pushing back. So that's that, you know, that's what she said. And it's true. Like we had this conversation in the past where people were just talking about like asking her if her breasts were real, like asking yeah. her if she was still a virgin, like when oh, she would change her hair color or her haircut, people would make a big deal about it. Yep. And yeah, I kind of don't blame Britney. Also, a lot of people don't understand the damage that some of these like artists and big time people do to their hair because a lot yeah. of the girls are expected to have this big voluminous hair. So they do all these extensions, they do all this crazy thing. You had to be back in that day, beach blonde babe, to make it in the industry. Yeah. So they're bleaching their hair on a weekly basis. Like it is insane the people like I I remember seeing like this was and a different story, but there's somebody that they're like they're Stanchions and stuff were hurting so bad that she shaved her own head because you know how to get them off. Nobody could get her yeah. in. So, like, it's it's insane. Like the pressure that they had. I always, I mean, I'm glad that she's confirming it. I don't know about you, Joey. I always saw it as an act of rebellion. No people of were like, having a breakdown. I'm like, no, she's just stepping out of what people yeah. expect her to be. She's trying to shed that skin of like what people thought about her because that was when she was going through like that that party era and she was trying to transition to yeah the divorce. 
yeah, she was. She had the babies already. She, yeah, she had the divorce, and it was it was absolutely like an insane era. Like I don't think people would understand today how. I guess maybe Taylor Swift gets that kind of attention right now, but like Britney yeah. couldn't even step outside without having a swarm of paparazzi just coming at her because they had to capture every single thing that she did. Let me ask you your opinion on this. We've mm-hmm. been this is our fiftieth episode, and I think we've covered Britney at least thirty of them. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, we know that there's a lot of issues with Britney Spears. Yeah. Clearly. Uh, mental health, whatever it is, all these headlines that are coming out now with this book. Um, we see her doing these insane videos uh, with the knives and all this stuff that we've covered before. Do you think there's a two part? One, is she angry at the world for it, the way it's treated her? And two, do you think that this book? We've seen already today just headlines coming out that we're going to talk about on the show. Do you think that this book is kind of a way to get back at those people who have wronged her, to expose them? Maybe. Maybe. I think I do think that Britney deserves to tell her side of the story. I told you Absolutely. when we talked about the video being announced how there's always going to be two sides of the stories and we're yep. not going to know anything. But she's being silenced from at least trying to tell her side of the story, whatever is accurate, whatever is not. Yep. We don't know. But I do think that she deserves to tell her side of the story. And I do think that writing a book is the best way to go about it because she's Britney Spears. There's ghost writers that are going to put whatever she's saying into words. Yeah. Like they're going to make it better on paper. Like this is going to be great because somebody's going to make sure that, w- that whatever message she wants out there is out there. Yeah. But if some of the things and we'll get into the next headline here shortly, but some of the things that we're seeing come out in the books, not even out just really makes you wonder, like, a lot of us, we say Britney's not okay. Britney is mentally, you know, mentally ill or whatever. But with what she's been through, I'm surprised yeah. she's still out here functioning. <laughs> yeah. This uh, this part two to this headline, it's kind of, uh, it's it's an uncomfortable... This, this was one shocking to me. Like, when you told me that, I was like, no way. It's uncomfortable because it's, like, first off, we don't even know if it's true or not. I would assume that it is for it to come out in the book. Um, Britney Spears says that she was pregnant with Justin Timberlake's baby before they decided to get an abortion. Now, we don't know when this was. The picture that's with the the, the headline is clearly from the early 2000s when they were together. Right. Um, we don't know any other information regarding that. You In may have the article. Yeah, in the book, Brittany writes, I love Justin so much. I always expected us to have a family together one day. This will be much earlier than I anticipated, but she says Justin felt they weren't ready because they were too young. Both were around 19 at the time. According to the book, Brittany says uh, she was conflicted, but after some difficult emotional discussions, they both agreed that an abortion was uh, the right choice. And Justin and Brittany dated between 1999 and 2002. Uh, and you know, some people said it was so serious that Brittany wanted to marry Justin. I always did see them as a very serious I, couple. I saw I, when they broke up, I remember the world was shook because they were like just the, the power couple back then. But you know, in the book, she's claiming allegedly, right? You said we don't know the real truth that 
you know, she became pregnant and they weren't ready. And I mean, they were at the heights of their career. So I wonder how many people in, in his ear, because it sounds like he was the one that was like, he's, in the book, he says Justin felt they weren't ready. Yeah. I wonder also how many people in your ear you have telling you, oh, this is not the right thing. I personally think it would have affected her more than it affected him. Thousand percent. There is a side of me, though, that would tell you, Brittany wouldn't have kids a few years later and it didn't affect her fame. It didn't affect anything. Brittany was a very young mom. Yeah. So maybe she was ready. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I, I don't know. I'm speculating here, guys. As a fan that lived through that era, a fan of both of them, I, I'm just speculating because Brittany went on to have her babies like not long after that. Let me Google yeah. it because I think it was like two years after that. Yeah. And if you look back at that time too, that was before, I think it was before Justin Timberlake went on his own and left NSYNC. Yeah, so he was still with NSYNC when they were there. But so NSYNC was the biggest thing in the world, too. Yeah, but he his career didn't really even, like, explode. 2005 and 2006 is when she had her baby. So I guess that does make a big difference, because now we're talking yeah. to your 20s, like, later 20s, 24, 22. Like, that's a whole different thing than saying I had a kid at 19 at the heights of my career. Now, what's interesting about this is because, is that Justin Timberlake has never... I don't think ever mentioned it or commented on it. He not about of, a baby, but he went not about a baby. business out there about them having sex. Yeah, <laughs> not about the baby. Part. That's, what, that's what I'm saying. Not about the, the pregnancy. Um, they grew up together. They were on the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse together. Like they were like children together and they grew up. So we don't even know. Like I remember when they had that relationship, when they came out and they said they were together, it was like these two powerhouses coming yeah. together. Like, like, these two mega stars coming together. I thought it was going to be the real thing and they were going to be together forever. Uh, Hollywood, I, you know, obviously is not real all the time <laughs> and things happen, but uh, it's just a crazy time that now all these things are about to come out. This is just the beginning. You know what I mean? Like this book is not even out yet and it's just starting. I mean, yeah. I just like I'm searching Twitter right now just to see what people are saying. But if you remember the music video for Every Time, uh, where the, just go back and watch the music video yeah. for Britney's Every Time, because after finding out this news, if this is real, it will make you see the video in a whole different way. And a lot of people say that song was about that relationship. Let me ask you this question, because I try to I try to be like the devil devil's advocate here, play, mm -hmm. you know, ask, get both sides of it. So when this book comes out, obviously there's going to be a lot more that comes out with maybe Justin Timberlake or other people. Obviously, Britney deserves to get her truth out. That is that that's the main thing here. The main goal that she deserves to have that truth out, whatever it is. Do you think that it's going to create a sense of uh, rallying for her, or do you think it's going to build some sort of tension against her all of these years later i don't know it's gonna depend on how i don't know if she's gonna do any media any press for it i don't know how she's gonna what she's gonna do with her social media but a lot of people rally behind britney and the free britney movement yeah. and then um they see her free now and you see all these stupid i know there's silly comments on social media they're like maybe we should not free her this or that yeah. 
And that worries me for how people are going to respond to this, depending on what all comes up. But both of these headlines are already like, not the rebelling. That's why I changed my head. I kind of figured that was the explanation behind it. But now this one has big implications and I can see people either wanting to take sides. People are going to brush it under the rug and maybe not give her the credit because they're going to say like, well, Brittany doesn't know what she's talking about. She's crazy because you hear people say that all the time. So I really don't know, but I really do think the way that she behaves or the things that she puts out there, especially in her social media, that is being so monitored by by the whole world right now, is really going to tell you, you know, the reaction. But I think it's going to be a little bit of both. I think you're going to have people that have her back, that always have her back. And I think you're going to have people that are not going to believe anything she says in the book. I just, I, I just hope she's like prepared, like mentally for what will happen now. You know, obviously... Yeah. Regardless if, you know, you think she deserves this or not, whatever, you know, everybody has their own opinion. There's always repercussions for speaking up. And mm-hmm. unfor- that's un- that's the unfortunate truth of these type of situations. You- there's always a repercussion for speaking up because someone's always going to feel something against it. And I just hope that she's mentally equipped to handle the backlash because you always get backlash. You know, it, it is what it is. I just hope she's she's able to to handle it. Yeah. The book. We'll I think see. that's I think that's the biggest thing here is that we know things are gonna come out, we know things are gonna be said. Is she able to handle the backlash for speaking up? Right. I don't know. Are, are we are we on the verge of another like two thousand eight breakdown? Or is this the the start of where we see a comeback story for not 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 for the public, but for Britney Spears' own personal you know story is this her comeback to free herself of the her truth that's been hidden for so many years yeah i mean a lot of people kind of took a lot of people took justin's side when this happened because of the whole crimea river and he accused her of of you know being unfaithful and all that and i remember a lot of people taking his side where i just don't feel that i don't think that I think that Justin Timberlake, and I love him. He was my favorite yeah. in sync. But I think Justin Timberlake has gotten away on scatter at a lot of controversies that he's been a part of. The Britney breakup is a big one. The Janet Jackson thing, like people crapped all over her. Like he wasn't part of this performance that, yeah. oh my God, we saw a nipple on TV. Like what a big deal. But you know what I mean? Like I, I just remember him just, there's a lot of things that Justin Timberlake is. He's just like a golden Hollywood boy that can just, gets away with all of these things so this is already makes you just wonder now i'm more curious about is he gonna stay quiet is he gonna say something like because now he's like if you don't say anything you're guilty if you say something you're crapping on on the girl trying to tell her story where is the win-win for him too well now if you look look where he's at in his life you know he's he's married with children he's I would say he's semi-retired in a sense. Like well, he's kind of, but that's because he hasn't given us anything good in so long. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Like his solo albums slap, but the last few ones have been a big miss. I haven't, I don't know. I haven't, even the new NSYNC song, I was like, what is this? Yeah, like, the 2020, what's it called? That, that album? Experience. Yeah, that album was everything. But then after that. After that, like, I just dropped Man of the just, Woods or whatever that is. Yeah, Man of the Woods has like three songs that I liked and downloaded to my playlist. The rest, I, 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 you could play it right now and I wouldn't recognize it. But if you look at Justin Timberlake, and there's a lot of artists who are like this. The newer generation is not. If you look at Bad Bunny, if you look at Taylor Swift, like all these artists we've been talking about previously, 
The newer generation is about presenting you art that is a start to finish album. Correct. Justin Timberlake comes from an era where there's one, two, maybe three singles. And, and the, the rest, rest are, are throwaways. Where that's not the case. Like, uh, yeah, I, I was just telling you about Bonnie. We said, like, his last album, he said he wanted it to feel, and he felt that way. He's like, imagine you're you're at the beach party, and, and the album is from the start of the party to the end, and you see how it gets, and then the mood, yep. and then the vibe. Then it kind of, like, slow it down to, like, I'm just enjoying my drunkness, and I'm going to pass out now. Like, it really felt like a party at the beach from the stages of getting there to yep. I'm leaving, I'm Ubering home, right? Yeah. And I love that because it, it, I told you it's an unskippable album and I'm finding the same experience here where I was like, I heard the first song and I was like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. in for a ride. It's completely different of what he presented last time. Yeah. That's another thing. This album, this, this artist back in the day, it was a lot of the same. Like I, I am a big Britney fan, so I couldn't make that example, but you could put Britney's greatest hits on shuffle and maybe some people wouldn't be able to tell you what album they're from because yeah. they sound so alike where you take like a Taylor Swift or a Bad Bunny and you know exactly, oh, that's this album. That's this album. That's because they're yep. presenting you with something different every it's single time. Correct. Beyonce. Beyonce, go fuck back to Crazy in Love, her first single, to the kind of music that she's putting out now. She evolved with the time. Yeah. And that's why she's still a visual album and all that Because Beyonce comes from that generation. Yeah. And there's not a lot of that group of people that are still doing it on Beyonce's level today. But yeah. what did Beyonce have to do? Evolve. <laughs> she couldn't stay putting out they were cute don't get me wrong I like Beyonce's early things but you can't put out one song with Jay-Z and that's a hit and then the album is gonna sell you can't get away with that anymore you had to really evolve you're absolutely I love that you brought that up because I never really thought about that um yeah, the 2020 experience in the albums before that, I could tell you right away, oh, that's Justin, that's this album, that's this yeah. album. But then after that, he just, he got mad lame. So sometimes I feel like it's the retirement force or is it just because he wasn't really just, he yeah. didn't want to die down of a slow death. So he just decided to stop putting out content. Well, you get to that point in your career and your life that the priorities are different where, you know, your your purpose now is not to to create. It's more of my family life and planning out the future that's there. So I feel like there's, there was a, a, a hard left turn for Justin mm-hmm. and he kind of went the, the family route, the more right. you know, private life and the creative got put on the back. I liked him. I liked him as an actor too. I'm surprised. I thought it was great. He's a, lot good, of movies he's a very loved. good actor. Yeah. What's the movie? One of my favorite movies that he did was the one with uh, Mila Kunis, who doesn't shower. Yeah. Uh, I like the one. I think it was called Alpha Dog, just because it's based that on movie a, it's, and every it's, time. it's based on a true story. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a crazy story how this kid ended up being killed over a mistake. Like, not a yeah. mistake. They just didn't know what to do after they kidnapped him instead of just. They could have, listen, we could get into that, but they could have just let that kid go. He would have yeah. not snitch on anybody. I'm telling you right now. But, anyways, yeah, I, I love friends that movie. Benefit. And I, Thank yeah, friends would benefit. I love that movie. And I've fallen down the rabbit hole of the actual yeah. crime. Like, the main guy ended up like getting away with it because he moved to like Brazil, I think. He was living in Brazil wow. for like years. Go down the rabbit hole of the actual crime that the movie is based off. It's actually, it gets crazy interesting. They didn't get away with it. They ended up, yeah. you know, bringing him back to the U.S. and putting him to trial. But anyways, I always thought he was a good actor. So I thought for a period of time he was going to stop putting out music and just start making movies because mm. for male actors, again, it's that double standard. But the older that a guy gets, the more roles they get, the more attractive they get, you know? So I always thought that at this point in 
JT's career, we would just be seeing a lot of him in Hollywood. And that wasn't the case. He's actually got a new movie out now on Netflix that's recent. Oh, really? I haven't seen yeah, it yet. Yeah, I haven't watched I it. I see. The thing of it is, like, now we have so many straight-to-streaming content that's still good, but it doesn't make the theaters that a lot of times you don't hear about these things. Yeah. Like, I, I don't remember whose artist was that I saw the other day on Netflix, and I was like, holy crap, what is this? And it was a Netflix-exclusive yeah. movie. Like, somebody was talking about, should Netflix start releasing some of their movies that are better with bigger names onto a theater, too, and then bringing it straight to Netflix just because they're spending so much money on content. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I'll have to check it out. I didn't know he had something on Netflix. Yeah. Well, speaking of movies, um, has there been anything this week you got to watch or? No, I've been watching. Obviously, Survivor has been extremely good. The challenge has been very good. I'm still on my reality TV. Obviously, I was traveling, so I didn't even watch SmackDown. So I need to catch up. But yeah, I'm waiting for Five Nights at Freddy's. I don't think that I'll watch that one in the theater, but I'm definitely going to check it out. Um. But no, nothing really, nothing really. I feel like everybody got scared and they should have looked at the numbers that it did. But yeah. I feel like the movie industry was like, just let Taylor Swift, Swift release yeah. on her own because we don't want to compete with that. <laughs> I heard there was an, there was a movie set to be released on the same day as The Exorcist. The Exorcist. Yeah, they right. moved it a week <laughs> early. The, it's so bad. The Exorcist, you guys, The Exorcist is so bad. Don't pay your money to go see it in the theaters. Yeah. It's not that it's bad. It's just very flat for trying to take on being the follower of such a monster it just i saw the trailer and i personally thought it's gonna be more of the same they haven't made a good exorcist movie since the original the outside original. of the exorcism of emily rose was good just because it was a yeah. true case and it, it made news and headlines but it's always the same thing an old priest a young girl the devil is possessing them let's let's get the devil out of them this yeah. time it's just two girls. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what else can I tell you about it? But I did watch it. But yeah, I haven't watched anything new. What about you, Joey? I uh, The new season of the Chucky series is back, the third yeah. season. Honestly, all the time. I love that show. It is great. It stays, it honestly, it stays true to what we know as Chucky. Like this yeah. evil rated R. He's not the rated R superstar, but uh, I mean, he's on, he's, yeah. But he's uh, close to what we would know of Chucky from the original movies. Just an updated version. So it's very, very, it's entertaining. It's funny. It's it's Chucky. Well, the person that created Chucky, the only Chucky thing that he hasn't been involved in is the other child's play that they made. He's always being involved with Chucky things. And that's why I think it always keeps the Chucky feels and vibes to him. And yeah, yeah, I, I always appreciated that he doesn't, uh, let them get away. And there was a period of time where they did, like there was, it was started to get weird and he pulled yeah. away from that. And that's when they went into the TV series, which I'm glad that, that it got picked up because it's great. I haven't watched this season. I haven't watched a single episode. So on Thursday will probably be the day that I sit down and just like binge watch a few to get caught up. Yeah. But I do like the Shocky series. It's very good. Yeah. So uh, I think that's kind of uh, kind of it for today, right? Wow, look at us under an hour for once. Under an hour, and we talked about, we got everything in. Look at that. We got everything in. I'm very curious. Like, the takeaway from today, and maybe we'll discuss it next Tuesday, is I don't know if Justin Timberlake is now forced to make a public, you know, a public statement about this or not, but. It's going to affect a lot of things in his life. Very curious about how it's going to go. Yeah, we. I'm sure just, you know. uh, Oh, I, Samantha, I got your Kardashian news on one of my bunnies' new songs. He talks about. 
doing dirty things with Kendall Jenner as his sister's house, and I couldn't help but to start trying to figure out which sister it was. There's your Kardashian. Probably Courtney. Uh, me and my family, because we're listening to it together, and we're like, whose house do you think it was? Courtney, Kim's, Kylie? <laughs> It's, it's, it's definitely Courtney. Courtney and Travis seem like they have like a sex dungeon or something. No, she's always on tour with him, so the house is probably empty. So yeah. Kylie, Kendall probably had a key and was like, let's get in there. Yeah. <laughs> right, guys, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Kim because Kim is not getting any right now. So I probably did it just to like piss her off. Yeah, she's in her grandma stage. I feel yeah, like yeah, Kim yeah. Is like, if she's I, getting I, some for once, she's actually being very secretive about it, which I appreciate yeah. it because her, her relationships are so public that I think it's half of the reason why they never work. The new season is out on uh, on Hulu. And uh, yeah, it's yeah, but you know, it's the Kardashians. <laughs> Not much to keep up with. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but uh want to thank everybody for tuning in today, episode 50. Again, if you haven't already, subscribe down below. All uh, Know Your News Network stuff will be available on this channel. All the different podcasting shows. Clearly, this one is your favorite because you're here watching. Duh. And then if that is the case, hit that uh, that thumbs up. And again, you can follow us on our individual social media. Tonight, I'm assuming, will you be live on your channel, Lisa? Oh, yeah. NXT is going to slap tonight. Yes. I'm so excited. That triple threat for the number one contender is going to be fun. Yes, NXT always slaps. It slaps the wrestling. NXT is good. NXT is good. I, I listen. I love wrestling. So I, I, you guys know, you guys. As, as, unless I have something going on, you always have a wrestling buddy to watch wrestling with over on my YouTube channel, NYC Demon Diva. So go subscribe. Yes, and I'll be in the chat as well as always, but uh, supporting my my friend and uh, the awesome people in her chat. Uh, but yes, thank you, Issa, for uh, a great fiftieth episode. Thank you, chat, for always being the most engaging part of the day. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, appreciate you guys. And for now, uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Click the subscribe button and find out what it means to me. Nah, that doesn't have a ring to it. But if you like videos about real news stories that are funny, stupid, or weird, subscribe now.